This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Here's my theory. People who don't want to run desperate ravings are pussies. <laughs> oh, that's not the reason. I'm, I'm saying because you got to play fucking mountains. Annoying. <laughs> idiots play mountains. <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-T. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the AT. Hey guys, welcome to episode 71 of the 18 Podcast. This is KY Scott, as Jay is still on vacation for this week. But uh, to uh, replace him for this week, we get to ask a good old friend of ours, Frankie Richard. How's it going, Frank? <laughs> I need to turn on my mic. <laughs> okay. Were you making some pastas? <laughs> uh, I, no, but hey, it's, a, it's a good coincidence. I'm fully pasted, so uh, I'm gonna have a great chat. I'm sure. Um, and another guest for tonight, you know, Scott was uh, amazing enough to get uh, this person back onto our show. I'll let you introduce him, Scott. <laughs> sure. So uh, my personal last-minute hero is uh, is joining us tonight. Uh, always a pioneer as it pertains to uh, control. Well-known uh, Star City Games aficionado and extremely masterful uh, sorcery wielder um, of the expensive variety and draft open winner, <laughs> Shane Sarani, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's a good introduction. That's good. Yeah. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Ready to talk about some expensive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Test with yourself. <laughs> yes, actually, that's what I'm doing right now. What do you know? Test with yourself? Yeah, that's all I do. That's that's all I do hours into the night. Awesome. Like Shaheen plays out mental magic in ways that, you know, make the rest of the mental magic champions jumps. <laughs> <laughs> plays yeah, entire tournaments. Thing. Yeah. So what are you testing, hombre? Um oh you yeah, the last I think podcast with you guys I went on a rant about how I don't play tests and I just like draw hands and then non stop like like picture opponents like Optimal played and then mulligan and then continue and then play another game. Like it's it's pretty creepy. Do it a walk in. And then when you actually play opponents, you find out that they don't make optimal plays, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I I will lose to. I mean that's that's what happened in Richmond. When we talk about it a little bit just uh, playing as if they were going to make the best play, and then I just got destroyed one game because of that. But. 
Because <laughs> they made the worst play. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the world are you doing? But that's fine. That's what you lose to. And when these like big nine, ten round tournaments, you always lose to uh, a deck that's questionable. Yeah. So I, I guess let's talk a little bit about that, obviously. Like, new standards upon us, right? Richmond was the first foray into new standard. Um, how was it exactly? Like, what did you kind of want to approach uh, in terms of a matchup? Like, I mean, you, you played a, an Esper Walkers list, uh, which was pretty sweet. Um, talk to us a little bit about how you came up to, you know, the decision, the numbers, and so on and so forth. Um, Soren being spoiled as the, like, the catalyst into, like, moving into that deck. Uh, um, just kind of like, just, just observing the card, it has the feel of Elspeth, and um, I kind of predicted it would be play it out as Elspeth, and it, it really did. The only worst thing about it is that there are a lot more creatures with evasion nowadays than there were then played. Um, Delver himself, all the token production, uh, Mirror Crusader being pro-black, like, so besides that, like barrier, he's he's Elspeth. I mean, even better in the control mirror. Um, all the abilities are really relevant. The emblem was much more relevant than I thought it would be. But um, that that card pushed me into an Esper build. Um, black white control looked kind of okay. Uh, and there's a couple starts of the game premium riders that touched on that. But without the blue, uh, you just can't keep up with the control decks. So you need that. But yeah, so that's that's where the shell came from. Started with uh, Soren, and then I, I got to play all my favorite white cards again, which was pretty exciting. Nice. So um, basically, you know, best matchup, worst matchup. Like, what were you looking to dodge ideally versus you know? Did you feel you kind of had a handle on the field? Um, I felt like I had a handle on the field. I, I made a big mistake in building and. The article I just put out, I don't know how long they'll take to edit, but um, just submitted it. kind of talks about how I I messed the sideboard up pretty badly when it came to, uh, I didn't have any cards for Wolfront, and I don't know how I like had that oversight, but I just was confident in the main deck being powerful enough against the deck, but that wasn't the case. Um, and that was my knock me out of top eight a couple rounds for last, was a Wolfrun deck. Um but besides, besides the after, well, after sideboard, after you, after I fix it up, I think now the deck doesn't really fear that matchup. But at that day, after playing a round or two, I was like, yeah, I hope I don't run into that again. I got lucky <laughs> on, on camera against one um, with an ultimate of Soren and a Praetor's Grasp for his Grave Titan, and just you know, <laughs> the board looked the board looked silly after a while. With I like his Primeval out and his Grave Titan out. And, um, like, you, you know, you can get out of hand like that, but def- you definitely need to spy somewhere in the 75 for that deck, and that card is really good against them. Um, but I guess matchups to dodge, <laughs> if uh, Delver decks, they flip Delver turn one on the play. I mean, that's the only time. Otherwise, they lose. But, you know, it's, it's pretty frustrating on Moto. You'll play that deck maybe, like, 70 times, and then, <laughs> you know, five times of the 70 times, they'll flip it on turn one and just... You know, there's nothing you can do. But besides that, the, the field looked pretty promising. The control mirror was easy. Uh, I played it uh, once, but I, I know it was it wasn't even close. Um, you just have too many threats for them. You have too many. Every card is a must counter in your deck after board. You have six uh, must more counters in your deck, and then they lose. They can't beat a Sorn once it's out. Um, so it's just a really good matchup. So uh, it's interesting because Sorn is a is a card that. Like, I'm looking forward to playing this weekend in some shape or form, whether it be, you know, your list or, or something else. But 
I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, how did you find the interactions with him most effective in each matchup? Like, I mean, it's how often you said the emblem was extremely relevant. Do you want to like elucidate on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, the emblem was the, the key in the control matchup because uh, control, they can kind of <clears throat> deal with your Soren and then you're left with nothing. Uh, you know, there's, there's a random token sweep of a Ratchet Bomb or a Zenith or some of one of their dead cards that they're not using. But after you make two tokens, you just emblem for the rest. You, you double emblem. Um, and then the rest of the game, your Snapcasters are attacked for four, and uh, your Grave Titan is like a lethal swing. Or not Grave Titan. Uh, sorry. Like a, like your army of little guys later, like Elspeth tokens are just lethal by themselves. And um, the emblems carry throughout the game, even though they, at, the, at the beginning they don't seem game you just you everything you do is a uh is a lethal production when you're going for your little dinky creatures there nice okay that that makes me want to like run a uh white sun zenith wouldn't that be badass to be like <laughs> end of turn emblem and you're just like ah i kill you <laughs> yeah i well when i built the deck i had a white sun zenith unsleeved beside my deck the entire week and i just could not for the life of me find a card to cut. I didn't trust me. I wanted that card so bad. And then when I thought about, <laughs> I thought about putting it in the sideboard, I'm like, man, I was just boarded in against everything kind of thing. And I guess I wasn't comfortable putting in the deck. It'll be, there's one more since Zenith, but at the, yes. the yeah, the first one didn't have it. How was the mana for you overall? Like the, the addition of Evolving Wilds, I mean, did that have, did that have a really positive impact on the Esper mana base? Um, I think it was it was really bad before four color control players say, you know, you just buy your mana, and it's maybe not the color screwing over, but the third lane coming to play tap, uh, slag storm or whatever their their problem will be, they they're gonna lose their mana. But with the evolving wild, it, it allows all those uh, M12 lands to almost always come to play untapped. Um, it all losing to my mana once. Uh, I lost maybe drawing lands in general, but to the actual color scheme. She put on your mana bases, Liliana. Yeah, it seems like wanting to go like Liliana into Day of Judgment is probably still the biggest stretch, right? Yeah. Um, luckily, in this format, and when Goblin needed a day on turn four, he needed it on turn three even. Um, but nowadays, I can, there's not many starts where the day is necessary on turn four. Uh, like to- green white tokens are dead. That was a deck you needed a day on turn four. Uh, but these blue white decks. Two, both matches um, that I lost were due to uh, me being cute with a card. I played one Black Sun Zenith in my sideboard. Uh, game two of a of the Blue White Human player, I beat him game one. Uh, game two, I could only play Zenith for three, hear a blade hold out, and I just strictly lost because it wasn't the Day of Judgment, um, and it would have been in the bag otherwise. And against a Wolfrunt player, uh, a third day would have been uh, the car would have been a third day, and I lost to a really rogue Wolfram player, actually. Um, and if it was a dead, I would have won that match also. So it kind of cost yeah. me uh, the top eight there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so don't, so, play, don't play Black Suns yet. That's it's not good but you anyway, the, when you're playing Dave Judgment Color. You mean the fourth day, right? Because it looks like your list has three days main and uh, Black Suns on the board. Yeah, that, that list was, was wrong. It's uh, two days and um, one Zenith. <laughs> yeah, I heard someone told me there's two lists on there, like one from the deck tech and one from the, the top thirty two are different. It's uh it's two days, um one zenith on the board. But it should have been three days main, and that's what it's gonna be from here on out. 
So, talk to me a little bit about Day of Judgment in the the new like mono green matchup, right? Because I I kind of feel like if you're playing against cards like Stranglerout Geist and Thrun uh, and Vorapede or the hell that that huge dude is like, isn't Day of Judgment just terrible in that matchup? Um, I think it's uh, in that matchup. It's not very good, but there's honestly with your colors, you don't really have much you can do. Uh. Oblivion Ring is terrible, especially against the version that plays. They play like acidic slimes and stuff, and you're just like, uh, doesn't really do anything. Um, so I, I'll never run O-Ring in this format. Um, I, the funny thing about those decks are they're they're kind of bad, so I'm not too worried about them, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, just, they're kind of just worse than the other aggro decks. Like the blue-white aggro decks, the human deck, is just still so much better. I just... I, I see those decks kind of getting weeded out, uh, mainly because the Vorpeed card is, is the two drops really good. Uh, that guy's insane. Um, Thrun and the five drop are, um, I don't know. I just maybe it's all theory based, but I just whenever I've been playing against big green dudes that either like Games Revenge back in the day that couldn't be countered and. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these big threatening can't be countered like uh, stacks and stuff like that. They've never been. You just kind of beat them. You go around them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sometimes you got two for one yourself. You got to go for the throat and then, you know, day it the next turn. I mean, it, it happens, but eventually they're going to run out of cards too because you're just alchemying. You're thinking twice and you're sticking to Liliana early. You're not sat, you're not eating them. You're, you're making them discard cards. Uh, 99% of the time, Liliana beats the, the Wolfren decks and the big green decks because you're just laying them on turn three and then you just plus, plus, plus. They're hitting them. <laughs> you just continue plusing and they run out of cards and you end up with a <laughs> a Soren or something like that. But afterwards, now, the question I have is how how is the Snapcaster Mage like? You're running two Snapcaster Mages. It looks like for Mana Leak and Doomblade, right? Right. Yeah, that's why we. Uh, I think it was. I think uh, Scott sent in the list where we added uh, three more targets for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we changed it to. Well, I changed it to. Um, uh, Two uh, tragic slip in a third day. Uh, the day snapcaster was very relevant. Um, okay, that, okay, I can see that. Yeah, the reusable day was very important. Um, so after the additions, there's like uh, thirteen uh, or twelve types of targets for snapcaster. Okay. The the reason for snapcaster is not the main deck. It's hundred percent for the sideboard. That's how you just obliterate some of these decks with celestial purge. With uh, Praetor's Grasp and the Control Mirror, with the new addition of Despise against Wolfront, um, you need it. So pretty much the Snapcaster stays in against all the matchups because you bring in additional ammo for it. I see. That makes sense. So Consecrated Sphinx, like just because it's awesome. Yeah, he's just. I mean, if I if I had like a dollar for every time somebody said, "Don't play a creature because it's easily removed," then Baneslayer. I was, you know, hey, up, you know. Don't get me wrong. The no, card's no, no, retarded. No. Yeah, I'm that's talking about you. I'm just wondering. I'm specifically asking because, like, in this build, with Soren being so important, right, and and the emblems playing a big piece, um, like, wouldn't Grave Titan just be ridiculous? Um, it's kind of a win more. I mean, if you're if you're playing, if the Consecrated Sphinx should tap and if it resolves and it stays in play, you're going to win. Same thing with Grave Titan. Same thing with pretty much anything. The only difference with the Consecrated Sphinx is, for example, is just the the, the the blow for blow you go with some of these decks, and you just go down to the last card, and that's how the, these tap-out control decks play. Um, mm-hmm. 
that last card is just always better um, than any other last card. And it's resilient against Day of Judgment because you're drawing two cards out of it and your cards are just absolutely retarded. Um, it's more resilient against um, a lot of the decks with evasion creatures. Uh, it's, good, it's better against a deck that's clogged on the board. Um, I've had situations where Grave Titan would be terrible against an Acidic Slime on the other side. Uh, it's better against Wolf Run to draw more ammunition against them. Um, I would say, you know, it, it sucks because it's hard to, to gauge sometimes because you remember the games where you draw 4,000 cards off Consecrated Sinks, but you don't really remember the games where Grave Titan saved your ass. So you got to really, like, think back to it. They're, they're both really good. I give, like, Sinks a 10 out of 10 and Grave Titan's like a 9.9 .9 out of 10. It's not like a 8-10 decision. Yeah. And I guess if you're if you're running the Lilianas too, I mean the, con the card advantage you're going to get from car consecrated Sphinx is only going to fuel that too. Yeah, yeah. So just run the splitsies, dude. One and one. I did that at first. That was the first list, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? So how many planeswalkers did you ultimate at Richmond? Did I what? How many planeswalkers did were you able to ultimate at Richmond? Um, Sorn got ultimated three times. Um, in the tournament, uh, the human player I played did felt the need to continue to attack me when he was at six, which was confusing. Um, so I don't really count that one. But in the real world, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't count that one. I just went into playing against myself mode. Right, exactly. That's back, all that play testing for for nothing. So you he like, like your own Soren, like during the match, you're like, no, you want to attack my Soren, don't worry. <laughs> Should have told him. But yeah, I just untapped and instantly put it in the graveyard. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's a good hero blade hole and the fiend hunter and something else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I ultimated him. Uh, Karn had the chance to in the control mirror game too, but the guy conceded before that. Um, Loliana multiple times, at least twice. And Liliana seems to be, it seems difficult, like, on paper to ultimate that uh, ultimator, but it's a lot easier than you, than you think, especially against Control. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't, they don't have enough ways to present enough pressure to really take care of her early, right? Like, if it's not a Grixis filled with burn, it's really, really tough. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's almost always game over um, once, you, once you resolve it. I had a at a time I played a, a turn three Liliana against her, and the guy got stuck on two lands. So like by the time I ultimated her, he only <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like this is real awkward, but like what yeah, is still like, good. <laughs> always always put it to seven. Always so yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I put it to seven and I ultimated her and then uh... You would be surprised, man. It's people six ultimate I mean not with three land up, just in general. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I, I was even, like, kind of just, like, I was like, well, what do I want to do here? Do I just want to wait <laughs> until he gets, like, four lands so I can at least get, like, more than a stone ring out of this thing or what? <laughs> but, but I ultimated her, then I ultimated her again. So it was, yeah. uh, it was fun. Uh, Curse of Death's Hold. Three of. Still good. It's my, you know, like, this is what, like, Turtonwald said to me, and this is what this random... Uh, comments say to me anyway, or random people that I run into. I'm like good for a random, you know, mate on a deck that's already there. Now that's what I've turned into. So that's that's my contrib contribution for the world. Is everyone is now playing Chris Best Hold of Man? And I don't know if you remember I put an article out a while back saying, 
can't play control deck without it, and you can't kill It's good against everything. It's good against Wolfron. It's good against... So you're like the uh, main deck hipster here. Yeah, main deck or something. <laughs> it was just Curse of Desold now. It was Blood Gas in the board before. What's what's next, dude? What, what's the, what's the next I'll find, innovation? I'll find another shitty card to <laughs> make. <it. laughs> oh, here it's going to be expensive. It's going to do things. Agrodex. Those are pretty much like <laughs> on there. Nice. So, how do you see how do you see standard right now? Like, as as far as a metagame goes, like, I mean, is is it what do we expect in Cincinnati this week? Um, Cincinnati. Um, I. I it's going to be like I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty similar to Richmond. Um, uh, players I've learned, especially in um, lower level tournaments uh, or just I guess non pro tour Grand Prix style, are going to play decks that they already have. Um, a lot of them, like I don't like if you human deck, you buy every card for it, and you're still winning half your matches. No matter what new cards come out, you're going to play the human deck, and that's why it was still very popular in Richmond, and it's going to be very popular in Cincinnati. A new set's not going to bar people from playing what they've already um so a lot of the old is what you're gonna see and you're gonna see humans um you're gonna see uh black green wolf run you're gonna see probably just other red variants like uh either mono red or the red black uh zombie deck that came out um and of course you'll see the green deck because people will see mono green top eight or any kind of aggro deck top eight it will gain a boost of popularity for a little bit so, were you seeing any token-based... Yeah, and Delver, of course, yeah. Yeah, blue-white blue white variants, blue-white Delver, blue-white uh, tokens, maybe even an illusion. I still see that online once in a while. So, everyone's talking about a noticeable absence of black-white tokens. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just not... It's not replenishable. Um, the Planeswalkers aren't enough to keep you competitive with the Sapcaster Ponder blue-white decks. Uh, not enough to keep you up with the Esper, like uh, Solar Flare, blue-white, variant control decks also. Like, it's just you you have a, you can have cool starts at the beginning, but you're just a pretty much like a bad human deck at the end of the show. Uh-oh. Okay. No, it's interesting. Cause <laughs> it's, it's just because right, I've been... Well, I've, I've, I've been testing it a lot, um, actually, and I don't I haven't quite found that uh, it's as bad as everyone says it is. Does, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're testing it what what Shaheen would call lower level of magic, you know? Oh, you're actually well, playing as people and stuff? Testing yeah, that. yeah. You need yeah. to the next level. You don't need people. You just need your... Need your yeah. <laughs> you don't fish, man. Yeah. But, no, I mean, like, it's it's been fine. Like, I, I kind of come, you know... I, come to the conclusion that I think the all-in decks are, you know, like the all-in humans deck, the black-red humans deck, as it were, with Champion and, and sort of like Chapin had wrote about. Yeah. I think it's, like, to go all-in on that without any sort of answers I think is just dangerous, because you're right, you're going to get outclassed and you won't be able to reload or get blown out too easily. But right. I think that if you kind of, like, take it back a little, like, instead of focusing more on, on the one-drops, um, you know, playing... You know, a higher number of obviously lingering souls, and you know the uh, midnight hauntings as well. Like vault is insane. Like the card is just ridiculous, and gather the townsfolk at two is also pretty sick. Yeah, 
um, with six uh, crusade effects. I'm assuming you're playing or eight. So I'm actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I was actually, I'm actually at eight. I think I'm going to cut back to seven as of today. Um, but I mean, like, because that's just it, right? Like, there's so much happening at each curve slot that it basically just comes down to it's consistent because of that. You don't have to worry about so much of the of the card draw because it's just consistent. You're always playing a card of that type in that slot. The, problem, the, only, the main problem with decks that are like that is that uh, you're playing your your best cards at two, um, and when your best cards at two, and every deck in the format is running four Ratchet Bomb on the sideboard, uh, even if you have an answer to Ratchet Bomb, even if you uh, there's not much for black white, but let's say you're running which revokes or whatever, um, it's if you don't draw your answer, you are going to be at a severe disadvantage. Um, when they put a bomb on two. Um, the control decks now are running Ray of Revelation, and that's just a beating uh, to go with the Ratchet Bombs. So they have uh, a lot of damage that that goes on your deck also. But the black-white, like, slower, I, I can see a Link Green Soul, like, well, obviously max out of four with more Crusades. Um, I can see that deck beating uh, any aggro mirror pretty easily. Yeah. Just the land and everything. I see yeah. control being um, pretty difficult. Yeah, control is definitely the tougher matchups of all of them, without question. And I guess that's what it comes down to. Like, it looks like the format right now, and this is this is where you know we we really need to kind of tap on your experience here. But um, it just seems like based on what we're getting from the lists, that everything's aggro right now. Anyway, like it's an aggro format. Yeah, control's pretty unpopular. Um, I don't see I see maybe one out of ten opponents being a control control build, and I'm counting Wolfrun in the control era. Um, I don't see many people playing it. A lot of people are going to be playing. Your your main enemy is going to be blue-eyed humans, and that's just from strong showings and pro support. Um, yeah. Most pros are saying that's still the, the best deck in the format. So you'll see um, <clears throat> that's going to be the main deck. And I mean, if you can beat that deck, then it's, it's probably a good call. The thing I just don't like about decks that have Glaring bad matchups is that in the long in a PTQ I don't mind it because you're playing seven rounds maybe, um, be able to sneak in it with with a loss pretty easily, but in like a nine or ten round tournament, you gotta assume you you have to have at least you know win four out of ten games against yeah. your worst deck worst matchup or you're not gonna top eight. I mean you're probably top sixteen pretty easily, but giving up a matchup that's uh, gonna be out there is, is pretty tough for one long tournament. That's fair. No, and that's good. So that, so what you've done there is you've just basically validated the deck choice for this weekend, which is awesome. Um, and then I can uh, work on getting good with this list afterward. So I'm pretty sweet. <laughs> what, what do you think of the uh, the blue white human deck? Do you think it's legit? Uh, it's a pain in the ass to to beat sometimes. Is it really, that is the? It's I've never seen a deck that's more uh, die roll dependent for a control deck. I mean, I was I was less afraid of a being on the draw and then playing a goblin guy than I am seeing a doom traveler with a secret coast like on the draw. <laughs> it's like it's so it's like if they play the human, um, yeah, drawn a blank. Things cost champion one of more. the parish. Yeah. The the two drop um, first strike. Can't, things cost one more. Oh, oh Thalia, she's insane. Yeah, like and and Pat. Cox also messaged me on uh, Facebook. He's like, uh, what do we do about this? I was <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I mean, it, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's, uh, especially if they have like uh, either a second one or a mana leak or something like that. I, I have lost or 
assume I'm going to lose a lot of those matches. Um, but on the play, it's just a new world. It's like a different world. I mean, when Manalik's turned on, when Liliana's easily landed, it's just the matches goes from being a, a, a pretty much a loss to an almost guaranteed win. So, I mean, it's that deck is really good on the play, and it's really good in, against everything else um, because of its end game of Hero Blade Hold, which is just uh, the the killer for Red, the killer for Wolfron, the killer for Agridex. I love seeing a hero because it's the one thing that you can target for a control player. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's an all around like solid deck. It, it plays out like it plays out like a I want to say like, kind of like a, a blue green madness where uh, blue white Delver plays more like a, a fairy. So you kind of have these kind of uh, mirror world here of the, the same kind of format. I, I don't want to I don't want to piss off any of the listeners because I know that some people think that I think I'm a magic pro. Yeah, obviously I'm a magic pro, so uh, so my opinion is totally pro here. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence uh, between this uh, blue-eyed humans with uh, with with Thalia and uh, and then like Esper Delver just flashing the black for lingering souls. So I don't I don't know what to run. Since he kind of uh, on the fence. Well, my my, I'll let someone else take this one because my aggro knowledge is a. I would I would destroy your chances by giving you advice here. <laughs> uh, everyone's going to be playing human, so if you can if 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 you can beat if you can beat the human mirror, like if you've got tech for that, then you know if that's something you're good with, then play it. But I mean, the Esper Delver list is still pretty sweet. Um, you really probably shouldn't play the swords though, and not the drug skull captain. I think. Um, and only because you're really just heavily clogging up the three slot with cards that aren't necess- that, that are good, but they're not like aggressively good. They're not turn the game around good, you know. I have a little boner for the dog skull captain. Yeah. That's the problem. Ever you know since I'm that was spoiled. Yeah, ever yeah. since I, I think that card is good, man. It's got fun. <laughs> it's really good, limited. Yeah, this is yeah. crazy. I, I think the humans deck. I think there's a, there's a version of humans that's. That's pretty probably got to be pretty insane. Like the Thalia, like I would probably run like four of that guy. I'd probably run four of that guy, and then like I don't get decks that run that guy, and then run like three O rings. Like at that at that point, I'd probably put in like um, that relic. Yeah, like you kind of got to go two ways with this. I think you either have to go like cat, like, and then uh, at that point you run sort of one piece, right? Right. Or you have to go like with the Pike and like Thought Scour and like less creatures, and uh, and if, if that's the case, you know, it's just like I don't know, man. It's it's a tough split because I feel like I want more creatures, you know. Uh-huh. I feel like 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 remember the old school, like the way it used to go was the old school illusions used to kick the crap out of humans, right? Because they would just go like. Lord, image the Lord, and then they'd have these huge dudes, and then they would, like, eventually play another Lord and just start beating the shit out of them. But, like, now it's different, because now that they, they have very low, uh, low threat density, you know, but their threats are, like, more, they have more impact, so to speak. So, like, I think I want to go back to, like, more creatures and, like, uh, that get bigger, you know? Hmm. I feel like that would be a better move. 
but I really don't know. I haven't had time to test this stuff. I've been <laughs> I've been watching legit MTG, so like I've been editing <laughs> articles and like doing... plug plug plug. <laughs> hey, I can plug whatever I want. <laughs> Legitmtg.com. <laughs> no, so I haven't had time to test any of this stuff. But I think if I went back to like a like kind of like a a heavy drug skull captain build, it could be pretty sick. Like, if I did that, I would cut the Geist, and I would run four images instead of four Geist. Okay. So that I can image the captain, and they get, like, double hex proof going on, you know? Okay. And I'd probably run, like, uh, I'd probably run the, a couple of the, um, Dungeon Geist. Ooh. Yeah, that card's insane. Because that's also a spirit. Yeah. So it becomes a four four and hex proof. Yeah, if you're building the spirit list, like with the if that's what you're doing, you're building like yeah, that's a deck. It it, it isn't quite yet, but it, it just needs to be tuned. But it's a deck because I figure like if you're running like all the all the blue white Delver uh, decks are running like four Geist right now. So like I don't want to I don't know if I want to be in the camp where I'm running Geist because like we're just gonna play Legend Rule game all day long, you know. Whereas if I'm running image, I can either go with the drug skull plan where I copy the captain, or I can just image their geist. Yeah. So it like serves like both purposes. And then also like against like these green decks, I can image the freaking their geist, which is sick, because then I could trade and then recopy something else. You're just gonna have an issue with the the control decks because image, especially against these blue black decks that people play, they don't have any creatures in their deck. And um, the Geist was is like a solo win card against them. Yeah, definitely. I can I can see where Geist would be better against control than image, but you can also image your own captain, and then at that point it's that same situation. Yeah, it sometimes it gets tricky. I mean, they don't have a removal. Eight, nine times out of ten, they're gonna, especially these draw go ones that have like four hundred instances in their deck, they're gonna not allow that to happen. There's like a zero chance of that happening. Yeah, I mean they're gonna try. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're probably gonna spend two cards and for one of their cards. Um, but I, yeah, I see that. Like I had, everyone, I've definitely tried the image instead of the guys before, just to kind of like legend rule them out, and it sounds alright. Yeah, you can also legend rule because like one of the things I see this Thalia card being like a real, real bitch for uh, tempo decks. You know what I mean? Like, cause it, it makes your mana lead cost one more. Everything else, like your your bounce spells, your snapcasters get worse, all that stuff. So, like, the other thing is you can image that, which is sick. Um, and it only costs two. Like, I don't know. I see. Like, I haven't had time to test, so I have no idea. I don't know what the hell I'm. You don't. You don't need. You just gotta sleeve up to sixty cards and just sit down <laughs> and shaheen it. <laughs> shaheen it. That's gonna as, be a new. As, as Shahinas has gracefully reminded me in the chat, playtesting is for girls. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, for those, it's for those who aren't confident in their in their abilities. You don't need to do that. Just be confident. Go out there and, <laughs> yeah, reckon. Frank, Frank I, I, think, I think what you've pointed out is that, like, for control decks who are uh, afraid of uh, Thalia, then, like, image is the perfect answer for that. Yeah, uh, right now I'm using Tragic Slip, which kind of is the same cost as Image. Um, but Image is it's cool. I just don't know. You know, Control is tricky. It's like it's you have so many cards you want to put in there, and you just 
You just can't fit them all in there. But I see is if if green gets super popular and the run becomes a problem, um, if you know all these X at the same time get pretty popular, I can see him as being a good cyborg card. But Tragic Slip right now is gonna that's what we're gonna try to stop the uh, that little thing. Try to kill her. Yeah, I think I think you have to keep your your answer just like uh, low costed. So that you're not, uh, like, they don't put you back so much that, like, you have to cast something that's more expensive just to kill it. Right. Yeah, I've lost uh, many games. My, the most, the card I hate the most in Magic since the history of, I don't know, since the beginning of the game is Galaxy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost so many matches that guy. Yeah, I lose every time he resolves, too. Every single time. Well, that's because you're the expensive sorcery master. Right, can't cast anything. Anything. You know, all the best removal spells are still pretty expensive. Well, the good news is, is Liliana's here now to deal with that guy. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm fine then. <laughs> so, uh, listen, we talked a, a lot about Star City and what to expect this weekend and how well you did in, in Richmond and stuff. Um, what do you see potentially coming out of the Pro Tour? Uh... Through the grapevines, I've heard um, just a lot of blue-white, um, as you've, you know, we've talked about. But also um, green stuff. I've heard green talk, Dungrove talk. Not like maybe not exactly like all those undying creatures, but just green in general. Um, like, it, do you think Hunt Huntmaster is going to show up in number or in some number anyway? Maybe. Um, I know Kibble will probably play something like that. He has a hard on for red green stuff. So I played against him in the two man battle on Moto a few times, and he is playing some red green crazy thing on there, but it's without the new cards, of course. It's like Red Wolf Run without Wolf Run, just red green beats. So. Yeah, with the Daybreak Ranger. Hey, listen. He, as soon as Lingering Souls was spoiled, Kibble was like, fuck, I'm going to make good on my investment. <laughs> I've seen uh, people uh, playing Kibler in his stream and they know that he's playing Daybreak Ranger so to troll him they're running like main deck uh, elite inquisitors <laughs> that's pro werewolves <laughs> so like he was playing against Brad Nelson Brad Nelson was playing like the four color like uh, Michael Jacob list and uh, he's like Turn three, Elite Inquisitor main deck. <laughs> and Kim was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember last time I was in here, we talked about Michael Jacob, and I got to play him at Worlds again. Battle again. Yeah, I, think mm-hmm. it's what, yeah, I beat him. I told you about the... I think last time I told you about how he knows yes. handshake. Yeah. So, uh, again, at Worlds, I opened <laughs> the handshake, and... Uh, it doesn't pan out again. God, he is. <laughs> I keep wanting to call yeah. him Michael Jacobs. Yeah, oh, he hates that? I know, oh, I just keep wanting to say it. It's just so, like... He hates everything. <laughs> That's true, too. He hates it's actually shapes. funny. Since yeah, you've been on, handshake. since you were on to give us the stories, like, there have been so many Michael Jacob out of the woodwork stories that have come out. Rape. Now they can come forward with their... The shit they've had to deal with. This is I've never met. I mean, it's magic, obviously. So you're gonna have just some like wheezing, like 
nerds that just can't interact in the real world, and he's just one of them. I don't know. Just like him. He'll be okay, though. I'm sure he doesn't listen. If he does listen to this, which he, I'm sure he actually probably does, so he can just have some more things to, you know, complain about. Complain about. Alright, I'm not messing about him. He's alright. So, so have you had any any further scumbag stories since you were on last? Like, how have you like draft opens? Maybe somebody just you know bitching about all the luck. Uh, no, not really. Um, I think just the Michael Jacob at Worlds thing. I beat him, and then the very so there's three of us playing Tron in Modern, like three that in the entire room that I that I could like find and scout. Uh, me, Jerry T, and Ali. So yeah. once I beat him. And he's playing some horrible, desperate ratings, garbage control deck that can't <laughs> Tron. Just he were, it wasn't even a match. I'm just you know I have like, it's all my man leaps. So I just I batter skull him to death. Wow. And um, he like game two he uh, removed all my win conditions except for the batter skulls like nonstop uh, ex- extra rate. That's it. Yeah. So seeing you know, a snapcast, he did like hundred times. Took everything, mind slavers, sundry titans, everything. And I still beat him. It just took like 30 minutes to beat him. Um, and then after that, <laughs> after the, the no sir handshake, um, he played and next, next round got paired. He had to play against Ali. You know, there's only two like the other Trump player in there. So of course he just gets <laughs> murdered again. It's just, it's, wow. It was oh, man. really fun to watch. I'm like, oh my God. So I wanted to go to him. Hey, how'd your match go, buddy? Hey. <laughs> oh, what kind of bad luck is that? You couldn't have drawn that match twice in a row. Oh, really? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Back speaking to the grind. Of, uh, speaking of losing all your wing conditions, I was playing a, uh, the hell was that deck? I was playing a Tendril Storm deck, and uh, it was the mirror match. I was playing against one guy. And uh, he, uh, I only had one Tendrils main deck in game one, right? I poured it into a second one. So he freaking uh, thought he's the way my Tendril, okay? So, like, I couldn't, I couldn't win. And uh, no, no, this was game two. This is game two. I only, I only had one. I didn't board the second one in because I'm like, why would I need a second Tendril? Well, obviously, you need it because you get a Thoughtsy. So I, I uh, removed what the hell did I play? Now my whole story is falling apart. It's turning into a KYT story. Crap. <laughs> Wait, okay, so, so he, thought he's way, good. he thought he's the way my tendril. Uh, it goes in the bin, and then I played a sadistic sacrament on him like three turns later. I removed both his tendrils, and then he goes, well, I can't win now. I might as well scoop. <laughs> and like there's like literally no way I could win. Like he thought he's my tendrils and I didn't I boarded out my uh uh the one that lets you play things from your graveyard, three three cards or whatever, uh I don't remember what it's called. But I I had no other way to win. I was just playing it out and uh he's just like, Yep, might as well scoop him up. It's the, like, yep. uh, the old Mike Long trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that right. Thing. Good. Oh man. I've had that. I've, I've I Famous for that, I can see it all the time. I because you know I get real mad on Moto when because as a control player it takes forever to win. So when it's like I have Karn out, Liliana out, all of them are like hundred tokens on each one, count on each one. It's like God, just concede. You know, <laughs> so I, I like all the I I preemptively do it too too often. Like they just play like a Mirror Crusader and then a hero, and I don't have a Doom Blade. I'm like all right, just concede. <laughs> Imagine <to> me. <laughs> it's game two. 
I draw some cards and it's like, you know, Doom Blade Black Sun in a row. Like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, so that was the opposite effect there. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you play against real people, right? That's true. I'm like, man, this is like like the uh, the goldfish <laughs> earlier. <Yeah. laughs> Why isn't he quitting? They never have. Yeah, they never have both of them in a row. <laughs> I'm more of a drafter nowadays than I am a standard connoisseur. So, how do you feel about uh, about Dark Ascension's addition then to the Innistrad draft format? Less of those goddamn invisible stalkers, at least. So. <laughs> That's that's the one benefit. One pack less. I mean, I joined the dark side. And I'll, I'll first pick an invisible stalker over almost any rare. Um, we went down the list of rares, actually. And I'll take it over at least, uh, it's like 75, 75% of the rares. Hmm. He is still good. But yeah, the new set added uh, a lot of good stuff. It made the set more fun, a lot better. Uh, a lot of great morbid guys in the new set that are cheaper. Um, a lot of flyers in the new set. Uh, flashback spells that are absurd rather than the flashback spells that are just crap. Uh, like, these new ones are just all really good. I second-picked a um, Fires of Undeath, um, just confidently knowing, and this is in the top eight draft, knowing that red-black now is just a lot better. And yeah. built wow. a deck pretty much all, pretty much, uh, no real great cards. I had a few, like, Wake Dancers, um, the guys swim here and there. But I like... It was it was just amazing. Like you, a lot of slasher cards are good. Are you bumping in the night again? <laughs> oh no, that was a fun. That's a little. Oh yeah, I did get scumbag. Yeah. So this this is a guy from my area. He <laughs> strategy. He was in the top eight, and there are two bumps. And I saw one third pick pack two, and it did table. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where where the bump go? There's no way. <laughs> he took both. He took both bumps. He drafted my bumps. Really he hate drafted them. He didn't even play them. He didn't play them. No, he's blue green. He just took, he just took them. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, it is. I would have played both. But I had zero, but I would have bumped. <laughs> I did have a mechanic lunar deck, or not lunar? Mechanic on hollow in that deck. How good is that guy? Uh, I played him once, and that was the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you know, red black or none of your guys are human, so Oh this guy oh this guy's amazing. This guy's kinda of like a sleeper too. He tabled uh this uh Markov Warlord. I have the deck in front of me by the way, so I love this deck I drafted, so I like kept it. But this Markov uh Warlord guy is so good, the guy that comes and play and two guys can't block. He is just in- instant death. Oh yeah. And he has haste, such a beast. Haste. He's instant death. He's Every time I had two in my deck, um, which made the red black, my red black deck wasn't exactly the speediest, but it was, every time I played them, um, the game either ended or might as well have been over. Just put them at so low. Hmm. Yeah, I, I played a few times against it, and like, the guy also, the guy also had two of them, so like, every time he came out, I took like, <laughs> ten damage or so, you know, and, yeah. That's, that swings a race uh, pretty favorably. <laughs> yeah, he's he'll he'll just kill you. I mean, I especially like you know people always look at like uh, the two creatures can't block a flashback card, and you look at it, you're like, man, don't really have to play this card. But this card's like, you know, you, you really need one at least. So it makes your deck a lot better. 
And another guy in uh, Black Red that I, that I played against, and it was really tough. It was the the Vampire Lord. Like, oh, yeah. if you don't have the remover for for this guy, like it makes like the the three one life link, like all those guys, it it makes them really tough to to trade with. He's one of my my first pick overall, like in that category. I'll take him over a lot of guys. Um. There's there's a few tricks to limited in this format. One, uh, green is like you can you can easily make a green deck that's going to be solid um, there in the common uncommon slot. And the second one is most people think red black sucks, so you should be you can also most of the time um, craft a red black aggressive deck. And this new set made red black much much better. It did kind of suck in when it was triple in its rod. But it's a lot better now. Yeah, you can go through this list of black commons and just tragic slip and uh, a lot of these cards that just the the creatures are just all pretty good. Yeah, what I found in the previous format is that the two drops for for those two colored they're coming. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm like which which ones are like which are the good ones that that came with the Dark Ascension. Well, as Funhound's really good old set, but you're right. The Neonate is pretty terrible. You, you draft like just the the super aggressive deck, but like you said, with this new Vampire Lord. I mean, Neonate. If you get the new cards of the in the uncommon slot, you can make those previously two drops that were kind of interlopers from the old set too. Obviously, is a really high pick, very good card from this set. I'd say way good. That's an early drop. That's a three drop. Let me see. I'm looking at the list for two drops. Uh, I like this guy too. Draft him, and I've only drafted set like uh, both the just <laughs> at the draft open. Um, and I mean, I play a sealed here, here and there, but like they've got this sacrificing human short. You can kind of get a few ways, to, and even himself, you can use uh, as a removal. Spot. But two drops. I don't see many uh, two drops for this combination, but I. The two drops from the old set, um, I think I think what you're thinking of are just the, the vanilla, and those are the two that you were thinking are pretty there's, bad. There's also the, the werewolf, and I, I think pretty much everybody hates that guy. The one one for strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's underwhelming also. Uh, this torch chain guy is pretty good, too. Um, two one for two. Oh, oh the, the flip guy is really good. The two one that turns into the three two. I had two of him in my deck. He blocked. He's he, He's really good. He actually replaced the first striker in, in this slot like uh, pretty easily. Yeah, you see upside. Yeah, as long as you're getting two power for two, is a bonus that goes with it. Like the guy exiles cards in the graveyard, the white guy. That guy's really good. Uh, he can with just a, you know a lot of these things that go the graveyard have triggers and stuff. Undying the that's something that I want to have a whole bunch of my deck. My most of my draft decks are the opposite. Like my standard decks. The two drops, there's like eight two drops in almost all my limited decks. I just take them very, very high. Did you have a, a Forge Devil? That's the one drop that like pings yeah, he's the target really and too. yourself. Yeah, he's like, very good too. He seems like he, he trades with a lot of uh, of good cards that, that are played. Right, and he, like Geist Flame, I've taken Geist Flame over Brimson Volley in certain cases. I've taken Geist Flame over 
very solid creatures in some cases, just because in my my experience, I I slam it's always a two for one. I don't know about you guys, but it just always kills two creatures, like without exception. Like I, you would have to be very unlucky not to kill two things with it. I've yet to draft uh, red black, but you seem like I thought you really liked it even with triple stars because you wrote like a whole article about it, right? Yeah, only when you bump bombard. <laughs> it I only like red black if you draft massive bump of the knights because then the game's not even fair. Uh, there's like two enemies of you. There's like a butcher's cleaver that you just want to kill yourself. They have one of those. <laughs> you lose. That's fine. Um, well, and, now you have torch being at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just that stupid. I mean, in the old times, like that's the only thing that beat the the bump, the bumping. That was another good thing at Worlds. Two three zero decks that had bump of the nights in both of them. How many sure, copies so. uh, do you want to have, Max? I so. had five in the three zero deck. The second one at Worlds. Oh. I didn't lose. I didn't lose a game in that one. It was five bump of the nights. It was um, uh, two of the two three guys, a bunch of defensive one four guys, forbidden uh, alchemies, and I literally just created this this defensive wall, and I was bumping them over and over and over. Wall dot deck. I beat and I beat some big names in that draft too, um, and it was it was glorious. And um, the final match. Uh, I, I'll never forget the Forbidden Alchemy on turn four. I didn't, I haven't drawn a bump yet. Um, the turn before I flipped my Delver with uh, Forbidden Alchemy, and I Forbidden Alchemy, and it was three bump of the knights and a <laughs> uh, tribute to hunger. So I take the tribute and put three bumps in the yard. And the guy's like, "What the world? <laughs> what is gonna?" This is, and he's just looking at me. I'm like, "It's good." And people are laughing. I, there's like I know Anton Johnson, the guy he beat me um, in modern the next day. He's sitting right next to me. And he's laughing. Everyone, you know, he's having a great time. <laughs> Seeing how many bumps I have in my deck, but it was it was good. You you just literally it's just so much damage in one card. It's not it's not like lava spike. It's it's good. There's there's a rare card that nobody's gonna be looking at to pick that's going to be really good with bump, and it's called Increasing Vengeance. <laughs> I actually have no idea what that is. I'm looking for it, it now. It, it forks one of your sorceries <laughs> or instant. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can flashback it. Then. You can flash it back for five. Eh, I think I'd rather just have another bump, but you know what? I'll give it a shot. If I find it, I'll drive it. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I want more bumps. Sadly, when one one pack goes away. We might lose stalkers, but there's less bumps now. The five Ooh. bump dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's always a cons of the pros there. But Gene, did you think that other pros were still undervaluing bump the bump strategy uh, compared to you? Oh yeah, yeah. No one likes that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I, I've convinced like a handful. Like <laughs> it's Brian David Marshall. He's not a pro. <laughs> uh, I've convinced. I don't know if you guys know these, like, kind of, like, middle-of-the-road professionals, like Tommy Ashen, like, Marylanders, uh, Alex Maslaton, a couple of friends of mine, but, you know, besides... Never heard of them. Yeah, exactly. Besides, <laughs> besides like, circles that are in my, my area, um, no, I, I can't, I can't get any respect for that, so... 
Tommy comes to mind because he he like won. He was like the first mythic player to win a PTQ. If I remember. Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's one of those PTQ. He's he is the we call him the Kai Bud of uh, PTQs. <laughs> he's won. I think he's won. I think he's in double digits now, like eleven PTQs, ten PTQs, some stupid wow. number. Just every pro tour he's gone to was from a PTQ. <laughs> All right, so guys, do you have any any other questions or topics we want to talk about tonight? I feel like Frankie has been like missing in action all evening. You know, we started talking about limited, and it was like on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, for like five <laughs> minutes. I got like a five, I got a five minute dose of Frankie, and now it's like shout out time. What the hell's up with that? <laughs> I'm. It's not necessarily shout out time. I'm offering open forum. You're being a clock Nazi, is what you're doing. Maybe. <laughs> doing it for Kyle. Doing it for Kyle. Actually, <laughs> in all fairness, guys, I'm doing it for our guests. Ooh. Oh, old man Shaheen over here. Yeah. yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, you know, take some all my medication and you know, and, and my, read your my, read your newspaper. <laughs> yeah, get my heated blanket so I can. <laughs> <laughs> now there, yeah, I I got a little bit of steam left in me. You guys will talk about something. Yeah. Frankie, what do you want to talk about? Well, uh, don't you want to talk about a bit about modern? Maybe you well, want to ask. You. That's what that's what you told me. You said yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we wanted. Yeah, we have a modern. We have a modern PTQ here next weekend. So, what have you been playing, Frankie, in modern? Well, I haven't played that much. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I played in the PTQ and I was playing uh, Affinity. Do you like it? Yeah, I uh, I liked it, but I wasn't playing like I was playing a rogue list. <laughs> what, what were you playing in in the rogue list? I was playing I was playing basically uh, Grixis Tazaret Affinity, and wow. uh, yeah, so basically, uh, like I can explain thought process and winning twelve evasive one or zero. Cause guys, so that's uh, four four signal pass, four vault scourge, and uh, four ornithopter. And uh, I was playing also uh, uh, four uh, four thought cast and uh, three dark confidant, three tesserets. And uh, I was also running uh, master of Ethereum. Like basically, my plan is just to jam as many guys. Like, either, like it, either it's a, either it's a Tezzeret, either it's Master of Ethereum, or uh, basically uh, cranial plating and like a flyer, basically, and like just trying to jam as many of those as possible, and then answer you just slam them for like ten a turn, and it's over. <laughs> So are you not worried about, like, the four agent grudge that every single red and green deck are packing in their sideboard? Like, is uh, what's your plan for that? Yeah, like, that's that's the one thing I think the deck is soft, basically. Like, <laughs> those ancient grudges out of the sideboard, they're pretty brutal. <laughs> and, like, there's another PT, basically, uh, uh, after. So, like, I've been kind of, like, Kind of like get around that problem. I got the way. Are you ready for this? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Alright, here's the Medina tech. 
Alright, it's like <laughs> So they blow up all your artifacts, right? Then you're like, look at this 1010, suck it. <laughs> so this is really terrible, but shout out to Chris Lanso. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's tragic because, like, in one of the first five episodes of Horde of Notions, he actually talked about Slag Fiend and Affinity. So, shout out to Chris Lance. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was probably yeah. incorrect when he talked about it. Oh, okay. But now it's right. Okay, good. He'll be happy to take you up on that later. Well, I'm saying it now, so it's totally oh. different. <laughs> I'm just giving I'm just giving listeners more ego because that's what they seem it sounded like they wanted more ego from me. No, so that's, that's what I'm doing. All right, Shaheen, have you paid any attention to the modern format at all? Um, I got my ass kicked in modern at Worlds. Uh, by, have you played it since? Yeah, I uh, came up with a little little brew. Um, that will. My ass kicked, actually, I didn't really get my ass kicked at Worlds, but uh, I lost Affinity and I lost one game to um, Grixis Control. Not Grixis Control. Uh, I don't know even what it was. It was just some blue-black. It looked like blue-black control. Um, but uh, I think Modern is open, so I think Tron's still good. I'm going to give up on Tron for now. I'm working with this Esper Control deck. Go figure. Um And see how that goes. But just the ability to gifts for uh, and barrel rights and a, a big fat thing as the only thing you get, so you can auto reanimate the next turn. That's a pretty good one card combo. So building around that, nice. No reanimator, just just that as it's like a control deck with that reanimation package. In it's, it. it's like a two, it's like a two to four card, you know, combo that you can incidentally put in right with flexible toolboxes and other win conditions. Totally right. Here. Right, yeah. So, like, I mean, like, the Jundex can't beat, like, a Sphinx of Steel win, and you just get that out. Uh, there's, a, there's a card for everything, almost. And the sideboard's good, like, against Affinity, you have, like, Kataki in the sideboard, and Hercules Recall, and um, against the Aggro decks, you have, uh, it all depends on what Aggro deck, the, the Delver deck, you can just play up the, uh, up to either Explosives or Ratchet Bombs or whatever you want to do. So there's so it's got a lot of tools for it. And with uh, Punishing Fire gone, uh, I see the control mirror is dying off a little bit. Punishing, oh, Punishing Fire gone. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought you said with Punishing Fire going. I'm uh, like, uh... <laughs> with, it gone, with it gone, all these multicolor controllers, sure, uh, they're not dying off, but definitely lost a lot of popularity. I think the Sphinx of Steel one just, uh, I don't know if that's really that great, right, against Jund? Because they, they just play Liliana, right? Yeah, they play four Lilianas, don't they? You play, well, my list is Liliana also, and also has, um, I mean, it's it's also got packed full of counter magic, so I don't know. Mm. It's, I was never, I was never very fearful of uh, aggro answers when you're playing control, because they, they can blow, they can, uh, blood braid off into it, um, but the actual, not, you know, it, it you have like snap catchers and things that you can sack to it also. So, right. so KYT, have, uh, have you thought about anything that you're going to play next weekend? Like, uh, do you know where you're at with it or what? Like, so Frank and I are coming down, and I don't think I've played, actually haven't played a single game of modern yet, ever. <laughs> so, uh, still lots to prepare for. But, uh, I mean, 
the how good news... Callblade is in this format? Yeah, it's, uh, that's up there. <laughs> that's your crutch, eh? Yeah, like I was... the Callblade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow back to that if I have to, but uh, seeing some interesting lists. I mean, Jerry just posted the blue red Tron list he was playing. I don't know if uh, Shaheen saw it and if he thinks it's good or not. I haven't seen it. I take a look. Because he really thinks Electrolyze is an absolute house in modern in his words, so and I don't remember It doesn't doesn't deal with the problem is you gotta like think the, the the most played deck, the most popular combo deck is the Splinter Twin decks and that just does nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I think if you can beat Splinter Twin you play the deck. Because that's the deck where you're going to run into it multiple times. Every other deck, you, it could be a different matchup, but you're going to run into it multiple times. Um, so as long as you're equipped to beat that, you should be in good shape. Or play twin myself. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a nightmare mirror match. I would, yeah, I would rather. Difficult. I would not want to do that. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen people play that mirror. It's just pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, unfun. Oh man, I don't know, man. Like in the in the PTQ, like uh, I was playing like a a Karja that was a little bit sketchy in my opinion, deck, and that's um, Night's Whisper. It's basically, it's pay, <laughs> pay two draw two and uh, pay two life. And uh, there's I was playing a game against uh, Splinter Twin. And like I went, uh, I went like turn one like artifacts, and then turn two I went podcast, Night's Whisper, and uh, no, no, I I went turn one Night's Whisper, and then I went turn two, podcast, podcast. So I had drawn like six extra cards after two <laughs> turns, and like the guy was like, Serum Vision go. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess my card draws better than yours. <laughs> yeah, Affinity Malls, uh, Malls, point point. But uh, that's the only deck that really Malls that deck. Or twin pretty, pretty housing as everything else. Yeah, I, um, I got the deck for you though. Here, I got the deck for you guys. Play this deck I played at uh, Philly. The uh, Rev Art deck I played. Did I tell you about that deck? No. That deck's awesome. It's uh, uh, Ideas Unbound, Magus Bazaar, Protein Hall. No? Go play that deck. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> I went 3-2. and two. I went 0-2 and limited somehow. I don't know how that happened, but... Yeah, so I was 3-2 and two after the Swiss with that. And that was because there were broken cards still around. And my deck's still fully intact. None of the cards were banned except for pre Wow. There was a, there was a Rebel Arc deck floating around that used Gibson given. And it was just basically Splinter Twin combo. You just get like Kiki Jiki and, and uh, that's boring. That's pretty that's, sick. That's boring. Hey, let me let me tell you about this deck. This is the deck you need to play, okay? Because it kills yeah, every I'm time. Listening. Guaranteed. Thank All right. So you you turn one, you thought seize, right? Yeah. You, you can thought seize yourself too if you have to. So if you're holding the burning hole, thought seize yourself. So turn two, your ideas abound. And turn three, you footsteps of the Goro and you win. Like it's every time. Every single time. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, hey, if they don't, unless they have a, unless they have the path to exile, then you lose. But if they don't have the path to exile, then you win. Or counterspell. Yeah, or you could go to Vegas and put them all on the <laughs> 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 That's funny, it's like, it has like turn four. 
I got killed on turn three. I playing on it, or I killed them. On turn three. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> no, but the deck was really consistent. Cause you're, if you don't, um, we'll hit you. Plus, all the cards you're drawing for your turn two. Plus, turn one, if you don't Thalsies, you can, you know, Serum Visions or Metafan and, you know, dig. And then you ideas about dig. You don't have a car, then you untap and you dig. And pretty much you should hit a protocol off by then. And I'm. Sick, you know what you should do? And then board into Delver and Pikes. There you go. <laughs> all their stuff, and then you're just like, yeah, I got Delvers now. <laughs> I like it. The problem I, is they board in Creature Hate because you're a creature based combo. That's alright. We can. We can work with <laughs> it. It seems, it seems like uh, I'm running red right now, but thing would be, uh, wouldn't be too bad in that deck. That's way too obvious, Frankie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's good, because I actually, uh, I, I buried this deck for dead, but if we're all willing to uh, make a pack oh. right now, I promise to play it, then we'll resurrect it. <laughs> we're all willing to make a pack. Frank, because oh. we both want to play Protean Hawk, right, Frank? <laughs> Just yeah, like we've got, like, like a very... It's the pan when you need it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys don't as like soon as I as soon as I heard the protein hulk deck, I'm like, oh, you guys are gonna be all over this one. Be like, oh, like the the funniest like the funniest part is that as Nick to play the deck, KYT was reading uh, Pat Chapin's book, Next Level Magic, and in like in the at the end, like there's a I think it's a glossary like where they explain like magic terms. And like there was a section that said bad cards, <laughs> and, and like section he explained like anything involving Trojan Hall, Avalark, <laughs> and Bog Fanatic, like had to be like what? He's, he's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if he's he's got legacy. no love for that combo. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty boring. Wait, can you kill him on turn three? How fun is that? With a, with, you're, you're casting a Magus of the Bazaar. That's the only thing that's keeping me in on this deck right now is Magus of the Bazaar because I have foils. Yeah, there you go. And ideas I'm bound. I mean, no one's going to play these cards. I was going to think of playing some. I love ideas I'm bound too. I used to play that in my Popper Storm deck. There you go. And now we have Faithless Looting. We can play just all of them. Actually, <gasps> I, Faithless Looting. What else does Red give us besides Staples? Hold on, it's gotta give us something else. Jasper Ravens. No, fuck that. That's crazy. <laughs> no, what's that? Oh. Hey, we can run a deck like Michael Jacobs runs. <laughs> Man, I am. God, fuck that guy. Oh, but funny in the world, uh, Chapin did run up to me. Uh, we were, I was sitting at the bar watching one of the feature matches, and he said, what do you think about death breathings? And I'm like, I hate it. And he's like, that's, you know, it's, it's the new period, and it's just as good in this format period, and with that one, you're going to fall behind the curve. And then he's like, yeah, so he, which formats do you like death breathings? And I'm like, oh. it's like, oh, wrong answer. <laughs> All formats. Wait, weren't you the guy who said period was no good? Yeah, fuck that guy. That sucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe, you know, in history we'll remember being wrong in the multiple areas, but that's fine. I'll hold my ground with Death for Ravens. Hey, at least we'll remember you, bro. Hey, hang on. Yeah, you'll remember. Remember, that's yeah. the guy who played that card. It, it doesn't matter if you're wrong or right, as long as you're remembered, you know? Right. Um, I'm trying to think. It's 
uh, I can't remember a time where I'm just like, when I found a Desiree, I'm just like, God, what am I going to do? It's like, you know, it's just it's not, a, not a very scary thing. Yeah, but Desiree is sick, bro. Mm. So, I think people, here's my theory. People who don't want to run desperate ravings are pussies. Because <laughs> oh. they're always just afraid that they're going to discard the card they need. And you got to have balls to be able to run that out there. Oh, that's not the reason. I'm, I'm saying because you got to play fucking mountains. And only like, <laughs> idiots play mountains. <laughs> like, who plays red in a control deck, honestly? I think you're just pussy and you're covering it up. Oh, hell no. I haven't registered a mountain. I can't remember the last time. <laughs> Besides Unlimited. Like, there's no... Mountains are just... There's just always better cards. Like, if think twice that much worse, we just... Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> I really want to just start a random... If Faithless Looting can't get you to play mountains, then they're really that bad. I, well, I'll play it in this deck. Like, this Ooh. deck that we've all agreed to play on. <laughs> we've all agreed to play. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not wasting my time here. We're we're gonna play the deck. The deck list will be out there, and we'll play. It. <laughs> I, good. I think I think I got the solution. Like, because uh, uh, like, like we're meeting up with Joel Nidri, who everybody here loves, and like he was posting <laughs> on Twitter that like he kind of lost like the motivation to play in the PTQ next week. So maybe if we put him on the the Hulk deck, like, <laughs> that'll get him psyched. And I have all the cards for Hulk, so whoa, there you go. I, maybe I can hook him up. How we gotta dig up this old. <laughs> Tell you what, how do you lose the motivation to play in a PTU? You, you well, you know Joel more than all of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna have right. to, uh, special message for Joel Nidri. Stop being a pussy, bro. Play the PTQ. It's so, it's so annoying when people are so like they 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 become a downer, you know, about things like oh everyone's pumped out and we're gonna play this PTQ and then Joel Nidri's like I don't know if I want to play anymore. <laughs> I'm a downer. Don't do that, man. Don't be that guy. How do we find this old Shaheen deck list from uh, Philadelphia? It's <laughs> gotta be other somewhere. <laughs> Just search on Google uh, Shaheen Cerrone. Uh, MTG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. It's gonna be like Blink Riders first page, like first four pages. Wait, you played a Blink Rider deck? Yeah, yeah. I made I made Blink Riders, bro. Oh man, you're my hero. Yeah, that was Blink Riders like original. You That's made finish ninth, ninth, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the ninth deck. Yeah, yeah. You, I made that deck, and I didn't even know you made that deck. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was when the set first came legal, that first tournament. Wow. World's uh, 06. That's crazy, man. You've been playing Magic a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since 2003. Like, honestly, one, I played against uh, the Cloudpost decks. They couldn't do anything against the combo. They just died on turn three every game. And the thing is... It sounds like it's far fetched. It is against disruption. You gotta wait. You know, you gotta play the dumb uh, thought sees you, probe you, see what your hand is. You know, play around it. But against the decks without disruption, you're just like, you know, auto just murder you. <laughs> auto murder you. Auto murder. We go into murder mode. Can't do anything about it. 
roll up like Bone Thugs and Harmony. And you're faster than Delver, or not Delver, excuse me, you're faster than uh, Splinter Twin, by one turn. Why are you playing Bile Urchin? Oh, wait. <laughs> was there a random Mog Fanac in there, too? Yeah. Yeah, they ignore that. It was... <laughs> That was a mistake. The sideboard just just always ignore my sideboards. You know when I do my uh my play, quote play testing, I never do it with sideboards, so that's why they're always. <laughs> and that's so so sometimes the sideboards got very questionable cards in it, and the gifts and giving in the deck, eh, ignore that too. That was <laughs> it was a four man. It was a four mana entomb. That's what it was there for. We gotta rebuild the whole deck. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta just keep the win conditions that are in the main. In there. Those are good. Hey, do you guys have this link up on chat? Oh, spell sky was awesome. Though. That guy was good. Yeah, I put. I put up a. Yeah, it's in there. I'm looking now. You would cut both these gifts and givens. Yeah, that's, it did absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Faithful oh man, this deck looks insane. That's the new, that's the new uh, era of this deck, the new incarnation. <laughs> Frank, we gotta do this. <laughs> oh man, this is we gonna ha- be sick. Let's just ask Felix to help. <laughs> yeah, ask him to teach you how to play the deck. Felix is gonna be like, you need to drown Rasuka in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so you're playing the deck, learning how to play it. I, I did give away, like, so many games by not knowing how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Like making mistakes in game. Yeah, I never played a combo deck before. Like honestly, I mean, I'm, like I played Greater Gifts back in the day, but I was like, uh, sack to get. Oh, wait, I'm... it's in my hand. Wait, uh, uh... <laughs> go get four maggots of the bazaar. Go. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think if there's any other cool cards I can go in this deck since because there's two new sets that have been out. Or yeah, we one. should read this. We should read this for the listeners. So they they don't feel left out. So uh, here's here's uh, Shaheen's uh, mar- marvelous deck list. Uh, let me, let me navigate here to it. I'll give you some navigation noises. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. We got a bioallergen urchin, and that's a creature that you can sack. They lose a life. <laughs> Target player loses a life. And then we got two body doubles. Four Magus of the Bazaar. He's rolling deep on the Magus. Mm-hmm. Four Protein Hulk. One Revelark. Two Viscera Seers. Uh, four Footstep of the Gorio. <laughs> Wait, I, I skipped the two gifts I'm given, but he said never mind those. Yeah. He said he said two gifts I'm given. <laughs> Jk. Yeah. Four Footsteps of Gorio, three Gitaxian Pro, four Ideas Unbound, four Ponder, those are banned, just run another something else. Same thing with Preordain. Four Thought Seas, four Islands, four Dark Slick Shores, one Misty, four Scalding Tarns, four Sunken Ruins, and four Watery Graves. But now, we have Faithful Saluting, which is better than Preordain. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! So we can run <laughs> four Faithful Saluting and four Serum Visions. Yep. Now, is, is Thought Scour still good, too, here, or what? Nah. Mm. What is that? What's Thought Scour? That's a, the one blue instant you draw a card and then mill two. Mental note. Well, it's not exactly, but... Might be 
That's that's rough. It's again because you don't. There's just a certain card you just own a mill. You don't have many Goros Vengeance. So. Uh, yeah, you, I mean that card is like, yeah, it's devastating. You know Do you prefer Slide of Hand or uh, Serum Vision? I think Serum Vision is better because you don't need the card right away. Right. I agree. Um, but yeah, Faithful Fluting is uh, is better than the other one mana alternatives. I don't know, man. This deck feels like you need the Gorio's Vengeance to win, right? Yeah, you got a lot of ways to get to. I mean, just you could even play more digging if you wanted. Maybe, maybe you want to play that card. Um, it's a shrine, shrine of piercing visions. Uh, yeah, it's in the two mana realm too. It, it kind of hurts your uh, your optimal starts. Yeah, you can't turn three them with it for sure. Yeah, even turn four sometimes because a lot of times. Um, your turn two is a thought seize with a final one mana thing. Ah oh, man, seems like you just want to get that Gorio's Vengeance, man. And I don't know how to do it so quick. You gotta do it quick, you know. The thing is, you want to get it, then you want to dump something as well. It's a two card combo. I mean, it's which is not unreasonable. A lot of filtering. I'll, like, I'll run it I, since I made the pact already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody did. So. Any any people not doing it is a violation of this agreement. And then what we have to do is we have to um, all uh, strap you down and just beat your ass. <laughs> you don't play bully dog. <laughs> yeah, see, I've always been an advocate of control dice, unless there's a hilarious alternative that you have to play that one. So how come you didn't run a... And Andrazi's de- uh, deck, the uh, Haven Gull, Haven Gull deck. Because Andrazi and I have a, a, an understanding. We've ruined each other's lives when we've made each other play our decks. I made him play Mass Polymorph, and he went 0-5 at a Pro Tour. <laughs> <laughs> so we just don't play each other's decks, unless you're just, like, boring, blue-black control, and we'll just, you know, mimic each other in that fashion. But the silly decks, we, we keep to ourselves. Man, I want to play some Haven Gold Lich pretty badly. Yeah, uh, he that deck he is. Yeah, he wasn't even very excited about it when he started a tournament, but it is fun. I'll give him that. I don't see. He even knows it's his. I guess good playing got him up there, but the deck itself was, was pretty pretty garbage. I'm actually really looking forward to just playing the living hell out of that commander. Personally, like for me, that card is super hard. Is that what is this commander? Is that like <laughs> it's a it's a casual format? What is, yeah. What is this? What is this casual? What is this casual word that you speak what, of? What are you? Is this, oh, cube drafting. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Anyways, don't it's uh. Don't be smart, Shaheen. <laughs> you you would. Like, of all people, you'd think that expensive sorcery guy would love Would love PDH. PDH. Yeah. That's why I love cube drafting. I just draft upheaval and fun stuff. It's good. <laughs> Here's the thing about PDH. You don't have to draft it. You could just have a box full of all these cards you love. Yeah, I played, I played EDH a few times. And then was, God, it's this group game mentality. It gets pretty violent when I play it. Like, people get pissed off and it's stupid. You, when you were first on, you told us about the EDH deck that you built. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then you're like, well, if I'm going to play it, then I've got to buy Mana Drain and i got to buy Force of Yeah, my deck became quite unfun to play against. 
Yeah. I think I would have kicked your ass. Pretty sure. That's what they all say. And they got murdered. <laughs> in, in this upcoming weekend, there's a first that we're aiming for as well, and that's going to be KYT's first EDH game. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Frank, oh, yeah, I don't man. mean to burst your bubble, man, but like when KYT was oh, down yeah. here, he, he played Commander with us. Yeah, oh, I mean, he ran, he ran the Sphinxes. <laughs> yeah. He also seen my boob. <laughs> that was another first. That was another, yeah, another that first. Was, that was a first. Come on, man. <laughs> the pictures I sent you on the phone don't count, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if my face isn't also in the picture, you can't immediately associate it to being me. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so on that note, now that we've degenerated to, uh, you know, sexting, um, should we just move to shoutouts at this point? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Shaheen? Who would you like to shout out to? Um, just one. Uh, I could make a shout out to Michael Jacob. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jacob. He's a gentleman, a scholar, <laughs> a very, very respectable and honorable magic player who never gets sour about a loss. And you know, <laughs> we'll we'll shake your hand in a heartbeat. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, goodness. Frankie, shout out. Well, yeah, shout out to my uh, my number one Twitter fan, Joel Nidri. <laughs> I think we found a way to give you back the flame of desire. <laughs> and I'm hoping you're going to play that PTQ. <laughs> and it's going to be epic. With this deck. And, <laughs> Thank you for for it. So, and, uh, well, shout out to you, uh, Scott, for uh, being uh, gracious enough to host us. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an well, uh, interesting it'll, weekend. It'll be a ton of fun, but the shout out definitely should go to my wife for, you know, letting my friends come over and play. Yeah, she's uh, she's awesome, I'm sure. Yeah. What's, what's her name? Alana. Alana. She sounds like a legendary creature. <laughs> sounds almost insulting. But it's not. Uh, and uh, shout out to KYT, who's going to come over on Sunday, and we're going to watch the PT uh, Top 8 together. Hopefully there will be some Canadian Sane in the Top 8, winning it. And uh, that'll be awesome. Well, might as well. Shout out to you, Jonathan. And uh, we're going down to, I was going to go to uh, Boston, and then I realized it was M13 sealed, so I said, fuck that shit. <laughs> going to Columbus. What's wrong with that? It's going to be sick. You don't, no, like no. To play, you don't like to play Grizzly Bear? I do love it. I just don't want to like spend uh, infinite money like to get there for hotel and shit. Right. Well, and then you gotta play fucking ten rounds of M13 Steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather control my own destiny and play protein all can. Faithless <laughs> <Beatless> looting. <laughs> right. And the O2 bracket. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's not how it's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The the thing is, like, our protein. 
uh, like the deck did. Like there's one guy that like made it pretty far. And, like uh, it wasn't it wasn't all bad. Mm. And uh, shout to you, Shaheen. I I think I like listened to you on uh, the ATM. It was uh, I I really enjoyed that episode. So uh, and then uh, I'm a guest as well, but I'm a fan of the show and uh, you you do a good job. Thanks. I think I was drunk that last time, but yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, so shout out to, uh, to Shaheen and Frankie, you guys for joining us, man. Awesome to have you. Um, Shaheen for the last minute and, uh, Frankie for, uh, you know, good old faithful, reliable go-to, man. It was pretty sweet to have both of you on. Um, really, uh, really big, uh, shout out. We've, we've actually, you guys are two of the most requested people to have on our show. Um, people have always, uh, really enjoyed, uh, you know, both of your contributions to the community. So it's pretty sweet to, to be able to have all of you in one spot. So thank you to you guys. Um, shout out to my awesome, lovely wife. Uh, shout out to, um, my brother, um, who has, uh, who gave me a, um, an RMT treatment to hopefully make sure that I don't get cluster headaches this weekend. Cause those fucking suck balls. Um, Shout out to Jonathan for putting me up tomorrow night. I'm a boy blue. Yeah. And uh, shout out to um, the guys at the bridge for putting me up tomorrow on Saturday night. And uh, shout out to Joey Pasco who wanted to be here tonight but couldn't, but uh, who will be spending some time in the booth with uh, on the SCG Live. So hopefully you guys check that out because this will post after the weekend. And um, yeah, that's... Oh, and shout out to KYT for... Getting me my shipment today. Oh, you got it? <laughs> I got it today! <laughs> so, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, if you didn't watch the SCG live coverage, go back and watch it, because if I got any sort of video time whatsoever, there will be KYT tokens. Okay, <laughs> I will go next. Um, of course, thanks, uh, Frank and uh, Shaheen, for uh, coming on once again. Um, so, Hopefully, uh, John and uh, Scott see some success this weekend at SCG Cincinnati. Uh, hopefully, shout out to Mark's son. Hopefully, he finally top eight's legacy at an SCG event. That's something that he's uh, dying <laughs> to uh, do. Probably not going to happen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen his I, list? I have seen it. He showed it to me when he came in. I'm like, uh, don't run this. You're <laughs> <laughs> probably really excited, too, right? How can you second guess a legacy superstar? <laughs> oh man! Oh god, that's legacy. Ugh. <laughs> um, and uh, last of all, shoutouts to uh, my friends who are uh, at the, in a beach house somewhere at Hawaii, just like play testing. Uh, Alex, uh, Kaplan, uh, the rest of you guys. Hopefully, uh, they found a deck that they're happy with. Um, I know they were on a deck yesterday or the day before, but today they started, um, like, different people in the house started going different directions, and they might end up playing, like, their own deck uh, tomorrow. So hopefully uh, they each found a deck that finds, you know, some of them success, and hopefully we see some of them in the top eight. And that's it for me. I'll go next. Relax. Well, I was going to give a shout-out to Joel Genesis from the comments, but then I said, fuck that shit. 
So, uh, <laughs> just trolling Frankie. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Frankie and Shaheen for joining us tonight. That was pretty awesome. Uh, a shout out to Mark Sun, who's in the other room and is probably going to get his ass kicked at Legacy in a minute when I get off the cast. <laughs> and uh, shout out to all the listeners who are about more Medina. And, uh, and uh, that's it. Oh, shout out to Joey Pasco because I'm going to be chilling with him this weekend. And Scotty, it's going to be awesome. Sick. Oh, so you're going to need to make sure you give me my address. Or give me your address so that I can put it into my GPS. When do you need it? Right now? No, whenever. You can put it in or email it to me or whatever. You want to give it on the cast? No, that's probably <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Take it easy. Bye, guys.